102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. Pretty straightforward. 512-834-1027 is the phone number. Use it. 512-834-1027. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we're going to call it this week, it's at Jeff Ward Show. You want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, you can. Just please don't suck. Try to get straight to the point. Make the show better if you can. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you check out the podcast. Subscribe to it. I think I just came up with a new term, political crack. No, it is. <laughs> You'll be offended. That's okay. It is the I hate you political crack. Something like that. Either way, just trust me when I say I'm just blaming the voter. Check out the podcast we drop on each afternoon. The podcast, Jeff Ford Show podcast, is available wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you check out the YouTube show as well. We put that out each afternoon. The Jeff Ford Show on YouTube is available wherever you uh, you watch and subscribe to it. Well, man, I don't want to pour water on it. I don't want to be the buzzkill, although nothing has happened just yet. I certainly, in the talk show business, do not want to ruin nor influence in any way... Bill Belichick in Dallas, arm-in-arm with Jerry Jones. But I see a problem. I see a problem. I see a problem stopping it from happening, unfortunately. I don't want to see it. I want it to happen because the circus is always good. But there might be some issues. Uh, Do you agree with this headline? I believe this is Yahoo News. Yeah, this is Dan Wetzel who writes for Yahoo News. Do you agree with this? Okay. Jerry Jones should bring in Bill Belichick or forever wonder what he missed by not. Agree or disagree? Um, I'm going to say I don't disagree at all. I, if Jerry Jones can hire Bill, I've said if, if, if Jerry Jones can hire Bill Belichick right now, it's worth a try. It is. I, 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 don't, I don't really see any harm in doing it. To be honest, I don't, I don't think there's a downside. I'm not even sure there's that much of an upside, but there's not that much of a downside. So it's worth a try, and it does make some sense. Here's why it makes sense, but I, I think there might be a problem. But it makes sense because two old guys, time is short. They both need to win big right now. They both, when you think about the two of them, and, you know, look, I mean, Belichick will go down as the greatest coach of all time, blah, blah, blah. But that, I think that's only part of his story. They both, and I'll lump them in together, they both need to win big right now for their legacies. Because if not, I mean, think about where they are. And I know it's going to be crazy for me to put Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones in the same place, but their legacies are tainted in a little bit of a similar way. Okay, and they're tainted by what everyone else accomplished. For Jerry Jones, you know, 29 years removed, it's always about what that other guy did. It was somebody else won that championship. Somebody else did that. Now you can say, oh, I was owner of that team. I hired Jimmy Johnson, all that stuff. But the legacy is, man, you couldn't win without that guy. 
And then don't tell me the same thing doesn't apply to a certain extent to Bill Belichick, maybe to a great extent. And that is both guys are chasing the ability to say, I won, I won that one. That one's on me. That's why they need a championship, Two, both of them. As great as Belichick has been, and, I, and look, I'm not, I'm not confusing the fact that Jerry Jones doesn't have a Super Bowl in 29 years. I'm not. But because Tom Brady turned around, went to Tampa Bay, won a championship, and then the last several years of Bill Belichick, including only four wins this year, it makes it look like that legacy is a little bit different without Tom Brady. So they're both chasing. On short time, they're both chasing the same thing. And I mean, I get that Belichick wants the 14 wins to be the all-time winningest coach, blah, blah, blah. But I say do it. Sure. If you can, sure. Go ahead and do it. Jerry Jones, go ahead and uh, don't interview Bill Belichick. You hire Bill, Bill Belichick if you can. I think that's a problem. I do. I think it's a problem. And I think it's going to be an embarrassing, if it doesn't happen, it's an embarrassing problem for Dallas and Jerry Jones. The problem is that Jerry's show um, isn't the best stop for Bill Belichick. It's good. It makes sense. It's short term. It's two guys desperate for the same things. It's two guys desperate for the same legacy, saving championship on their own terms. All that stuff does make sense. The problem is, I think for Dallas, is the meltdown by the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas is a good gig that makes sense for Bill Belichick. It, it checks off all the boxes. He's got a good quarterback. He's got, you know, all he has to do is just sort of steer that group in the right way. And he's fine. He doesn't have to do a heck of a lot. But Philadelphia makes even more sense. It's a really good roster, Philadelphia. Excellent quarterback. Here's the problem in Dallas, who has won playoff games, who is an eyelash away from winning a Super Bowl. So he gets that guy. Okay? He's got a defense that's good but needs a lot of help. He's got a directionless team that sort of lost its way. It's, uh, I don't know what, who knows psychologically what happened to them, but he just needs to fix that. It's got a very, very good general manager in Philadelphia. And then, in the end, Philadelphia has a hands-off, non-meddling owner. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's that. Eagles ownership is the anti-Jerry Jones in every single way. The Eagles model is the anti-Dallas model in every single way. They're just as good in terms of what they could do going forward. They've got... They both have really good quarterbacks. One's got more wins. But the operation itself in Philadelphia might make more sense for Bill Belichick. That's too bad for the talk show business, if I'm right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wondering if it's the right call to hire Bill Belichick the way the setup is now. I think it is. I'm wondering how you do it. That's the weird part of this. Now, then you got this other element, right? I mean, so can you... Can you fire Mike McCarthy with the idea that you're going to hire Bill Belichick only for the Eagles to do the exact same thing and he picks another team over yours and now what does Jerry Jones do? I mean, my question is, if he can't pull off the Belichick thing, I mean, the, he didn't have to sell Bill Belichick on, on the idea, right? Here's a place where you can win right away 
And if you pull it off, man, it's gonna it's gonna help your legacy. And all you gotta do is give me two years. That all makes perfect sense. But what if what if the Philadelphia job is better for him? What if the Atlanta job is better for him? What if he picks somebody else? Have you already fired Mike McCarthy or are you trying to hire Bill Belichick while Mike McCarthy still works for you? It gets weird. So mumbling Mike is still your coach. You leave him your coach in case Bill Belichick turns you down? Do you do this silently? Is that what you're trying to do? I don't think you can. Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick can't try to pull something off quietly without everyone else finding out. So it's a weird setup. I'm not sure he can pull it off. And I'm not sure if you fire Mike McCarthy now with the idea, the complete and total commitment to hiring Bill Belichick for two years, three years max, what happens if it doesn't work? Jim Harbaugh is not going to, he doesn't need Dallas. Jim Harbaugh doesn't need the short term like Bill Belichick does. Jerry Jones is living in the short term. Bill Belichick is living in the short term. I, I can't imagine Jim Harbaugh would be. And Jim Harbaugh and Jerry Jones would last about 12 minutes. So you fire mumbling Mike because you want, Jim, you, because you want Bill Belichick. You don't get Bill Belichick, then what? You're not going to get Jim Harbaugh. Mike Vrabel doesn't need a short-term plan. He doesn't need that. I'm not even sure he needs Jerry Jones. So what do you do? <laughs> you, do you tell mumbling Mike... Hey, Mike, I don't want you to be offended. Just so you know, I'm going to go try, try to hire Bill Belichick. But if he turns me down, you can still keep your job. Here it is, Yahoo News. The Dallas Cowboys like to call the Cowboys America's team, but the more accurate description is America's favorite reality show. And that was before team owner Jerry Jones agreed to a 10-part docuseries about a franchise that hasn't won a Super Bowl nearly three decades. Is that true? Wait, there's a docu-series on the Cowboys? Probably. There's no questioning Jones' desire to win another one, but content has always been king with the Cowboys as well. So what better than bringing in a new star character for a late series reboot, especially when he might be the best solution to that playoff utility? Bill Belichick, come on down. Dallas really can't wait, and I agree with this. If you're going to make this happen, you've got to make it happen pretty quickly. It says, uh, the Dallas roster is not lacking in talent. It may be facing a salary cap crunch, but there are pro bowlers all over the place. Dak Prescott offers Belichick the quarterback he couldn't find post-Brady in New England. I, I agree with that, too. More than ever, it is win-now time in Dallas. Agree. The Jerry and Bill show, or Bill and Jerry show, would be must-watch television. That's always part of the goal for the Cowboys. Could they coexist? Would they thrive? What happens when more media are at Jones' post-game news conference than Belichick's? The Cowboys team needs a proven winner. The Cowboys soap opera needs a new plot line to shift from the depressing wheel spinning of the past few years slash decades. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, two-year window for both old guys. Yep, a short-term plan. Yep, a good team that could probably just get some direction. What happens if it can't happen? I mean, what happens What happens if Bill Belichick, and I don't know why he would do it unless, unless he were able to bring in a veteran quarterback to Atlanta, but what happens if Bill Belichick just decides to take the Atlanta job because he likes the roster or whatever? Then what? What is Jerry Jones going to do? What exactly is he going to do? And if you say Jim Harbaugh, you're crazy. 
Or what if he whacks mumbling Mike, and next thing you know, Bill Belichick decides Atlanta or Philadelphia. I mean, can he really? I mean, think about this. Can he really work this angle, try to hire him without fumbling, without firing mumbling Mike? I mean, that would be pretty unethical. It'd be a pretty slimy thing to do. It'd be even fair, unfair to mumbling Mike. But that's what he's faced with. I think it stacks up perfectly. It does. It makes perfect sense for Dallas. It makes perfect sense for Jerry Jones. It mostly makes really good sense for Bill Belichick. The problem is, for Dallas, I think Philadelphia makes slightly more sense. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. I don't like that, kids. All right, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Follow this. See if you can listen to the report. Now, pay. I want you to do this. A little bit of a quiz here. I want you to pay very, very close attention. So, Todd Bowles is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they played Detroit. It was a very, I guess, impressive win by Tampa Bay. They, you know, who knows? Philadelphia's quit. So, so Tampa Bay is headed to Detroit for a game this weekend. I don't know if it's a Saturday or Sunday, which day it is, right? And I just want you to... (laughs) This is the Todd Bowles News Conference today with reporters, of course, you know, asking about getting ready for Detroit. See if you can see the problem. See See if you can find the problem with the line of questioning. Go ahead. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? Okay, stop. All right, kids. What could possibly be wrong with that line of questioning? You want to do it again? All right, we'll do it again. Think it through, everyone. Reporter asks. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? Huh. Yeah. Endure and perform. You know what I think? I think it's going to be 68 degrees at kickoff of Detroit v. Tampa Bay. That's what I think. I don't think it's going to be that difficult to prepare and endure. It's not like they're climbing Everest, lady. I don't think it's going to be that difficult to... I don't think it's going to be hard at all for them to acclimate. I don't don't see it's a problem at all. Yep, they're going to go straight from Tampa Bay to Detroit where it's 13 degrees. But Jeff thinks it's going to be 68 degrees when the ball is kicked off. I don't even know what time the game is. It doesn't matter. I'll bet it's 68 degrees right now when there's kickoff in, in Detroit. I got to give the guy credit. I, 
it would be really hard not to say, are you kidding me? You, you're in this news conference and you're asking me how we're going to endure the weather in Detroit. He was polite. Here's how he answered. You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, No, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing. So. Yeah, it's a dome. It's a dome. It's been that way for, I don't know, my lifetime, almost, your lifetime. It's dome. Is it still Ford Field or is it called? I'm sure it's got to be Ford Field. If you're owned by the Fords and you're in Detroit, sure it's got to be Ford Field or something like that still. He's a nice guy. He, he, he could have gone, he could have made fun of her. I, I hope everyone is making fun of her at this point. Like, how do you not? How do you not know that? Who is that person? Uh, the only way to run and win in the United States Senate in Alabama apparently is to be a former football coach. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to happen, but prepare yourself for this. The Winston Churchill of our time, that is the great senator that is Tommy Tuberville. He wouldn't just face a challenge, he would lose. I'll make a prediction. If this were to happen, I will predict that it's no longer Senator Tommy Tuberville. I will predict that if this were to happen, it would be Senator Saban. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm predicting, and I know Tommy Tuberville is an intellectual giant. I know that uh, he's greatly respected by everyone out there, even when he does his insider trading deals that he practices so often. But I'm willing to bet, I'll make a prediction right now, that if it's Tuberville v. Saban, it's Saban in a landslide. It might be the first election of our time that has, I don't know, one candidate wins 98% of the vote. If Democrats had their way, then the Winston Churchill of our time, Tommy Tuberville, would be challenged by the great Democrat, Nick Saban. Uh, Jeff, is he a Democrat? I think he might be. I know he endorsed. He endorsed, I believe he endorsed Joe Manchin one time. And they knew each other from West Virginia. So I, I don't know. Either way. But, I mean, it's come to this. I mean, this is really what politics have now boiled down to. So Tommy Tuberville, who's an absolute moron, in my opinion, in every way, the, <laughs> can't blame him for trying. There's no other way to win. Right, they've, I guess they figured out in Alabama the only way to win is to get another more famous football coach, you know, actually a good one. Go get Nick Saban, and yes, you would win. Democrats would win. So they're actually, <laughs> actually trying to get uh, Nick Saban to run. Uh, would he? I don't know why he would. But if they could pull it off, yeah. Yeah, the Democratic Party in Alabama would have its wish. It would win so easily it wouldn't even be funny. Nick Saban would beat Tommy Tuberville in a landslide. Yep. The question would be, if Donald Trump came out and did one of those Trump things and ripped Saban, would Saban still win in the state of Alabama? And I think, yeah, he probably still would. I don't think anything, anybody in any way 
If it's Bear Bryant v. Nick Saban, I'm not sure Nick Saban still doesn't win. But Tommy Tuberville is certainly not Bear Bryant. So, no, he's not, that I know of, he's not going to do it. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> Democrats have figured out, you know what, there's no way we can win. We have no chance whatsoever. But if we could just convince Nick Saban, we've got a win in our hands. And that I agree with easily. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Subscribe to the Jeff Ward Show podcast or the aliens are going to come and get you. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. Better like that kid and shut up, smoker voice. Um... Well, I guess people have caught on now on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. Uh, you had a quiz. You had to answer the reporter from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach news conference. That's Todd Bowles. Here she is again for a quiz for everyone. I think we've given it away. But uh, how, did the re- how did everyone else not laugh at her or say, stop? Please stop. Stop talking. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperature teams in the top two. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors. And inside a lot. We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so. Yeah. We're, I tell you, we're going to get ready. We're going to be inside. We're going to get used to that, that being inside. Uh, what, read whatever you want into this. Uh, I think this is lame, by the way. You know, look. Jerry and Stephen Jones. I know Jerry Jones does, I don't know, no less than 30 shows a week or whatever he has now. For whatever reason, they decided not to do shows this week, which I think is lame. I think it's lame. You, you, you can't, you know, you want to you talk to the audience when you're winning regular season games. You want to talk to the audience when you're, when you're blowing people out at home. You have a full-on meltdown in the playoffs, and now you don't want to talk to people. Lame. That's lame. Now, is it because they don't want to answer questions about Mike McCarthy? I don't care. That's lame. Here's the report now out of Dallas. Um, Every Tuesday, word begins to trickle out regarding some of the words uttered by Cowboys owner Jerry Jones during one of his two weekly appearances on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. You know, if if he had a regular, it would be the most anticipated hour of the year for that radio station, that host. It would be, the audio is played everywhere. The clips, the the YouTube clips are played everywhere. And he decides to back out this week? That's lame. Uh, Shan Sheriff of 105, I guess it's a real name, of 105.3, the fan said, neither Jerry nor Stephen Jones will be appearing Um. On their shows. Here's the statement. Yes, they have come on in the past to recap the season, but their radio agreements for the year actually expire when the Cowboys season ends. You know what I'm willing to bet? 
I'm willing to bet, had they not melted down and got rolled at home against Green Bay, I'm willing to bet Jerry Jones does his show. What do you bet? I bet he's happy to talk to people. I bring on more callers here. Well, let's talk to Biff from uh, Duncanville. Let's talk to Freddie from Oak Cliff. Lame. It's lame. Absolutely lame. That's not Shan Sheriff's fault that Jerry's decided to back out, but that's ridiculous, man. It's, <laughs> it would be, it's by far. The most anticipated, it might be by far the most anticipated hour of ta- our talk show anywhere in the country. It is every reporter would be hanging on that show to try to pick apart whatever Jerry Jones had to say. So the game is over on Sunday afternoon. He can't make his show on Tuesday? I see. Is the clause in the contract that when they lose, Jerry doesn't have to appear? I think that's ridiculous. Um, It says, despite the formal requirements for coaching searches, they're possibly working behind the scenes to see if they can get the, um, to work something out with Bill Belichick. So, I'm not saying Jerry Jones has to come on the radio and answer any, look, he doesn't have to answer about Bill Belichick. It'd be great if he would. What's not cool is hiding. Hiding. I guarantee you every time they were blowing people out, he's there on Monday or Tuesday on the Shan Sheriff show or the whatever show. Everyone sucking up to him. Everyone telling him how great his his personnel department is. Everyone telling him how uh, great his draft picks are. All that stuff is happening. But now all of a sudden, Jerry Jones can't talk. Oh, it's probably smart, but it's lame. Really lame. All right, 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Jeff Ward Show on 102.7 ESPN. (laughs) Text Jeff now on the Woods Comfort Systems text line, 512-834-1027. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. Not that I ever want to defend Ted Cruz or think that anyone in the state of Texas would defend Ted Cruz, but look, (laughs) there is, is the Dallas loss another, granted, another loss by a Texas team, but are we ready to go full on Ted Cruz curse on this one? I didn't, was he there? Does anyone know? I mean, I know he was because it made it to Twitter halfway through the game. There was a Ted Cruz sighting at the Texas-Washington game in the semifinal. And, of course, they lost. And then people started blaming Ted Cruz again, right? And that's what, there's, there is such a thing. It's, a, it's been talked about for some time. Ted shows up, you lose. Did he show up in Dallas? I missed that part. Well, again, if, if there's anyone anyone likes to pile on, it's Ted Cruz, right? He's the guy in dodgeball you hit immediately in the face. Here's what's reported. Senator Ted Cruz is getting blamed for another sports loss in the Lone Star State. This time, he wasn't even in attendance. 
Now, here's the deal. He did tweet a message in support of the Cowboys. Um, you know, because Ted is such a big sports fan, right? He's, you know, you've known him, you've known him to be a sports fan all these years. Cruz tweeted a message and supported the Cowboys, which might have seemed like a safe bet given the way they were heavy favorites. He tw- <laughs> It seems fairly harmless, but again, it's Ted Cruz, so you might as well pile on. Ted Cruz t- tweeted, let's go at Dallas Cowboys. Hashtag seize everything. Is that a, what, what am I missing there? All right. Um, so this is at Senator Ted Cruz. Well, of course, then there you go. The meltdown is on. They're down 27 zip at the half, 48-16 at the start of the fourth quarter, and now it's time to blame Ted Cruz. He was blamed for cursing the Texas Longhorns when he turned up to support the team earlier this year. They lost that one, of course. He was blamed for the Astros losing in the American League Championship Series. He's been blamed for jinxing the Houston Rockets in the NBA playoffs in 2018, I didn't know about this. And for Texas Tech's defeat in the NCAA Finals in 2017, every time Ted Cruz was in attendance. Now, when he shows up, is he typically wearing that fake giant belt buckle like he's a rodeo competitor? He denied last year, I remember this, (laughs) he denied that he was cursing his favorite teams, calling Rolling Stone magazine lying hacks. Because Rolling Stone did a story on the Ted Cruz curse. Uh, So here goes uh, Cowboys fans on Ted Cruz. The Ted Cruz curse is real. Um, Somewhere in ATX, someone with the Cowboys organization should have been tasked with preventing this Cruz kiss of death, somebody tweeted. And then the Cowboys lost. Ted Cruz the jinx, true to form. The Ted Cruz curse continues. First UT, now the Cowboys. Stay away from Texas sports, you jinx. <laughs> Ted Cruz being the kiss of death to Texas sports is hopefully how people will stop, stop, stop voting for him. He keeps winning otherwise. It goes on. All of it, Here's a good tweet. All of a sudden, the score makes sense, someone tweeted. You blew it again, Ted! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Making my millions by betting against everyone Ted Cruz roots for. They never had a chance. The Ted Cruz kiss of death is a tweet. Was cursing the Longhorns playoff game not enough for you, Cancun Ted? Good job, Ted. Thanks as always. He was look, he wasn't even there this time. I mean, this time he wasn't even there. Didn't he call, was it when the Rangers won it all? Didn't he say something like, um, didn't he call them the Dallas Rangers or the Arlington Rangers? Didn't he say something like that? He, he, it seemed like it was on purpose, but Ted doesn't really know what's going on in sports, so uh, maybe it's possible. But I don't know. I, I, might, I, might, have to, I might have to defend Ted slightly here. Um, he wasn't even there. I'm surprised he wasn't there, but he wasn't even there. You know, because he shows up like he did the Texas game with that big belt buckle that he busts out, you know, every now and then. You know, then when he won when he won in the rodeo last time. Uh, the Michigan Washington game turned out to be the biggest draw of a national championship game since 2020. Uh, the numbers are in 25 million. This should make you appreciate how big the NFL is. NFL playoff games will double that easily. 
but this was a huge audience, 25 million. Last year's title game was the least watched national championship game. That's because, one, TCU was involved, and two, they were absolutely blown out by halftime. It was 38-7 at the half for last year. This game was at least uh, was a competitive game at halftime. So this is now since 2020. Uh, LSU-Clemson was the previous record. Now Michigan-Washington with 25 million is the largest audience. Um, first title game appearance for both. Uh, second most watched game of the season behind. Guess what beat it? The semifinal game, not between Texas and Washington, the semifinal game between Michigan and Alabama actually outdrew the final. It had 27 million. Most watched game of the regular season is now in. That's 19 million. Michigan beat Ohio State. Next year, it's 12 teams. You think, will that draw the interest up or down for the final with 12 teams? I think it's going to draw it up. I do. Uh, first round of games will be played before Christmas next year. It's a 12-team playoff. Still not enough, but better than what we have right now. So I believe it's the what the first four tops, the first four get buys, and then they host games. So the first round of next year's 12-team playoff is going to be before Christmas. I don't even know why I have to wait that long. That's stupid. It's stupid. Why not? Why not start up in a week or two? One of the reasons why the games, why there are so many ridiculous mistakes, in my opinion, in the, in the college football playoff is because it's been a month, month and a half since you've played. Next year, first-round games play just before Christmas. Quarterfinal, quarterfinals will be on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Then the semifinals on, on January 9th and 10th. And the title game is on January 20th. Wait, that's the day before Inauguration Day, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's still, that means regular season ends at uh, around Thanksgiving, so the championship game is not played for almost two months later in a 12-team playoff. I think it drives up interest. I do. Should be si- at least 16 teams, but 12 is better than what you have now. You're still going to have an argument, though. And the argument's going to be not quite as intense as Florida State getting left out, but it's still going to be something like number 13 is going to say they got screwed. Number 13 and 14 are going to say they got screwed. It is a better idea to have the buys, and I think it is a better idea to have the higher seed getting to host up until the semifinals, which is the way it would be set up. That's a fairly smart idea. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, bro, listen to the Jeff Ward Show. All right, here we got a Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Uh, it's at Stanley Laurel says, oh, my gosh, I just watched the video of the coach being asked about the, we- <laughs> the weather in Detroit. You could almost read his mind judging from his facial expression when he gave his reply. Those words that came out of his mouth were way too kind. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you were there and you're another reporter, do you, do you cut her off? Do you say, hey, hang on, hang on, stop. 
Stop. Stop talking. Don't do that. Don't go there. He was... Yeah, he was nice. I mean, he really tried. Well, I guess you're right. And there's those 20 seconds we have to get off the bus. Yeah, that's a problem. That is... Um, I don't see a picture of her. I don't even know if we know who... You know, all you see is the that I've seen is the angle with him at the podium. Very nice guy, I've got to tell you. Um, he could have been a jackass. I mean, absolutely ripped that reporter. Here we go. Uh, LOL, at Jeff Ward Show. Jerry is not going to do a radio show, question mark. Jerry is like Aaron Rodgers when it comes to being in the spotlight. Me, 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 me all the time. I think it's just lame for the radio station. I mean, think think about what they have. They have gold. Absolute ratings gold. Absolute awareness gold. It would be, I don't even know how long the show is. I'm sure when they win, I'm sure his show goes on for a couple of hours. However long his segment is supposed to be, the most anticipated, the most listened to, of any sports media in this country this week. Everybody would be hanging on every word that he said. I mean, it would be it would be replayed, it would be talked about, it would be dissected over and over again. What did he mean? What did he really say? You know, I mean, it just it sucks for them. I mean, I, I have no idea how, if they follow, if that's really true or not, but what the radio station in Dallas said is that, well, is an agreement that when the season ends, he doesn't have to do any more shows. I suspect if the, if Dallas won a playoff game, no. If Dallas had won the Super Bowl, do you think Jerry Jones would be on there or not? The season would technically be over, so surely he would follow his contract and not go and do a radio show. That's terrible. Um, how would... Uh, why would you even do it like that? Because the most anticipate look, Jerry Jones is nonsensical all season long. He doesn't make any sense. So why wouldn't you want to hold him to doing an after-the-season show? Because that's when, win or lose, that's when people are going to want to hear the most. So why that? I think that is. <laughs> that is awful for them. Awful. Whoever the host is, whenever you know, whenever it airs, I don't know. It would be played. It almost would be replayed in its entirety. We'd be playing cuts of it. Everybody would. But yet, somehow this week, he just doesn't think he can talk. When was the last time you've heard Jerry Jones back away from a microphone without a chance to talk? When? When was that? He fires Jimmy Johnson, and he's doing it in front of microphones. Yeah, I, I hate that for them, um, and I think it's lame for I think it's lame for Jones. I, I think it's probably the only person that benefits from Jerry Jones not doing his you know one of his fifty weekly radio shows. The only person that benefits would be Mike McCarthy. Mumbling Mike is spared the embarrassment of Jerry slipping up and firing him on accident on the air. Otherwise, everyone else has done a disservice. It's too bad. Too bad. Whoever the host is, that is a, that's, what a missed opportunity for you. Whoever the, uh, you know, the ratings 
or a missed opportunity, it would be off the charts for that hour or two hours or whatever it's going to be. And then, I mean, I can, look, I could see him saying, I could see this. Hey, listen, I, I know people are going to, like, I, I don't want to take any calls because I don't have any answers for you. I know what all of you are going to want to know. I'm going to try to answer them ahead of time. But if we sit here and take call after call after call about Mike McCarthy, I'm just going to tell you now I'm not going to answer you. I could see that. I'd still try to do it, but I could see it. I, I would spend the entire uh, 59 minutes, I would try in a hundred different ways to get to ask him about Mike McCarthy in a hundred different ways for 59 straight minutes, I would ask him about Bill Belichick over and over again. What else is there, right? What else would, any, what else would anyone want to know? He would be talking in circles even more than he normally talks in circles. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.